to the three episode limited edition Pods Heal Heals podcast. I'm Diane Ashcroft. You might know me as the Potty Purple Pod because I'm a bit bonkers and I love purple. And I'm a podiatrist. So why am I talking to the three guests I've selected? Ian Sadler, Andrew Ayres and Ben Lumley. They were the three expert podiatrists that helped me and 120 other podiatry colleagues get a better understanding of plantar fasciitis, heal pain and how to treat it at the two training events that they held in 2018. At those events they focused on the best practice modalities that we should be using in treating plantar fasciitis and heel pain all backed up by research and data. In February 2019, a bunch of us from that training collaborated on an awareness campaign, which we called Pods Heal Heals. It was a great success in achieving our goal in helping people understand more about the heel pain and plantar fasciitis that they thought they had and what they could do about it. We're running another Pods Heal Heals awareness campaign in 2020, and that's why I wanted to talk to these three key podiatrists for this podcast. Hope you enjoy it and I hope it helps you understand heel pain and plantar fasciitis better. Let's talk to my first guest, Ian Sadler. First, I'm just pleased I haven't got to say potty purple podiatry. Uh, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm a podiatrist by profession. I specialise in musculoskeletal podiatry. Uh, my background, I've got 22 years now of medical experience, started in the medics, working with the paratroopers and other elite forces, came across lots of musculoskeletal injuries there, although it wasn't my primary job, uh, so subsequently went on to study podiatry, uh, which is medicine as it pertains to the lower limb, uh, and found I was good at the biomechanics side of things, so I've specialised in that, I've worked in the industry, there's an orthotic consultant, helped build biomechanics labs for people, things like that. And for the last 15 years, I've been, sorry, for the last, yeah, 15 years, I've been running a clinic um, in Norwich, which specializes just in musculoskeletal injuries, of which heel pain is one of the things we see most frequently. So it's associated with lots of other conditions, and we tend to see the ones that um, haven't gone by conventional means, shall we say. Okay. So suffice it to say, you've got a lot of experience over all those years of dealing with multiple varieties of heel pain yeah and there are a lot of varieties of heel pain um so yeah we we deal with all sorts of different heel pains they commonly get sort of lumped together under the title plantar fasciitis although that is a specific condition uh, and there are 40 and in some uh, some studies 50 plus uh differential diagnosis so other conditions which are commonly called plantar fasciitis that actually aren't so um we we see various different states of various different injuries and also in various different people. So it's the person who has the injury rather than just the injury alone that we're trying to treat. Really. Okay then, Ian. So you are a musculoskeletal focused podiatrist and of the people that come and see you with, say, a self, or I'm going to call it a Google diagnosis of plantar fasciitis, what percentage of them truly are by the time you fully diagnose them after seeing them for an assessment? I think the, the probably the best way I can answer that question is with a with an example. We do so we do some drop in sessions um, with a local sports um, facility um, for people who have plantar fasciitis. So we use the word plantar fasciitis, and the people come along there 
have either been diagnosed somewhere with plantar fasciitis or themselves, like say by Google or, uh, or other fact sheets, etc. And of those, we found at least 50% of them actually had an Achilles injury or it wasn't even what we would commonly mistake for plantar fasciitis. So it does seem to be the overriding sort of word that's used for heel pain rather than it being a specific condition. So uh, it's probably... Yeah, as, as a guesstimate, it would be under 40% of the conditions that finally get to my desk uh, as that have been diagnosed plantar fasciitis that turn out to actually be that. So in other words, 60% of the heel pain cases that come across your threshold are not plantar fasciitis, but they walk in thinking that they are. Yeah, they follow the, the typical hurts first thing in the morning, gets a little bit easier as it uh, the day passes, sit down for a bit, stand up, hurts again. So that's, that's the common words that are, you listen to, type into Google, that's what comes back as plantar fasciitis. But uh, to be fair, I very quickly learned in, the, uh, in my uh, podiatry career that pretty much most foot pains do that. So if you stand on them when you, when you first get out of bed, if you stand on it, it hurts. It tends to ease off a bit as you either get distracted or your body gives you some endorphins or whatever to get used to the pain. And then uh, it comes back later on in the day. So... Yeah, that, it's so easy if that's your main diagnostic tool uh, to, you know, conflagrate or push all of con- all, all foot conditions even into plantar fasciitis, let alone just the heel ones. Okay then, Ian. What I'd like to ask you is, given you've got mm. such a plethora of years of experience in treating heel pain, I'm sure you've had a wide variety of cases that have uh, challenged you in that regard. So I'd like you to tell us about the most challenging case of heel pain that you've helped to resolve? So I think challenging is probably the context of the heel pain. So um, I think it's often quite challenging to treat in a very active person. So if you've got somebody who likes doing a lot of gym sessions and things like that, and it's not that those are bad in and of themselves, but the, the plantar fascia, if we're talking about true plantar fasciitis, takes a lot of stress and strain in your daily activities. So if you have an injured one and then you jump around on it, you're more likely to keep that injured for a while. So trying to manage a condition to recovery while somebody is still trying to operate at the level that they wish to. So um, when I've worked with elite sports, so professional football teams, cricket teams, things like that, those are probably some of the most challenging ones to deal with. And it's not necessarily because the condition is bad or the worst. It's the environment that you're trying to deal with it in. So you end up having to chuck more things at it, uh, more treatment options at it. You've got to manage the damage that's being caused on a, on a, on a basis uh, and also the pain that the, the poor uh, sports person is in as they're trying to perform it to, to their best. It's a frustrating you know, experience on, uh, for, the, for that, that sports person as well. So that's probably the, the best example I can give rather than a specific one, a sort of group of people. So you can't necessarily hold up your torch and go, yes, I valiantly did this with this and it fixed it overnight. It doesn't really work like that. No, I, I've, it may be partly the, the type of, uh, of people who come to me with heel pain. They generally have had them for months and months and months. So I, I kind of uh, would break it down to there are people who just hurt their heel. They just strain their plantar fascia with a one-off. So I've done that myself. So I've, I went to my running club um, and we did an off-road session and I thought it was going to be an on-road session. 
So I had inappropriate footwear for that environment. And then it turned into a sprinty off-road session. And I strained my plantar fascia uh, during that incident. So I can, uh, I can tell you what it feels like and it's not nice. But because I was able to identify what it was immediately, I didn't wear those trainers again for a while. I cut back on the running, did the appropriate rehab, uh, even gave myself a bit of acupuncture, which was an interesting experience. So doing, doing all of those sorts of things, it went within the, the typical sort of four to six weeks that you would expect a, a, a soft tissue injury of that type to go. It niggled for a little while. So when I tried those trainers again, it would, it would stress it a little bit and things like that. So it wasn't well within that time, but it was definitely back to being functional. So, well, sounds like you were an excellent case study for yourself there. Yeah, I got to practice and uh, yeah, sticking the needles in is always fun uh, when it's yourself. Okay then, Ian. Talking about heel pain then, what, uh, and obviously you've been dealing with it for so many years as we've talked about, so what for you is the thing that you love about treating heel pain? Uh, I think it's, it's helping people out of the hell that is years of suffering with heel pain. Um, so, you know, there was a survey done and a lot of the words that people use are hell, depressing, frustrating, and they're words we hear in clinic every day. So, you know, it's probably, a, there's barely, a, barely, well, probably two days go by without a heel pain of some description coming across my, uh, uh, across my clinic facility. And um, most of them, like I say, have been suffering for a long time. They've tried lots of other things. We're definitely positioned for when everything else hasn't worked what why it hasn't it worked kind of thing um so helping people back to their quality of life uh, after suffering pain for so long um is probably the most rewarding part of uh of treating heel pain so yeah that's the bit i, I like about it is the outcome uh, not necessarily uh, any particular modality it's probably not good to get hung up on a particular modality I, yeah, I think you need the more the more weapons you have in your arsenal, the the more you've got to play with. And even the same the same heel pain of the same duration, you may use different treatment strategies for because the patient has different desires. So somebody might come in because they're going on a holiday next week. So I did have a lady not that long ago who had uh, booked a holiday of a lifetime to go to the to walk Chinese uh, Great Wall of China, and they had been suffering heel pain on and off, been trying various different things on and off for probably six years or so. So it had been going on and off, on and off, and nothing had really fixed it and they'd kind of given up. And she booked in claiming to be an emergency patient uh, because she was going to the Great Wall of China in like three weeks' time and this was her last ditch attempt to have that holiday of lifetime. She was going to go on it anyway. So somebody like that, needs a different treatment strategy to someone who may have exactly the same history but um you know has just given up their job and therefore can focus on the rehab and the uh, and the things so you know and you know, that's a made-up example but you know there's those everybody's a different sort of uh, place and how much time and effort they can put into it how much uh, how much willingness they have to affect the change how much belief they have that change will occur uh, you know if you've had it for six years you're kind of used to it being there aren't you so uh, it's uh, having conversations about creating the belief that something can be done so uh, appearing credible that's always fun so so in a case like that is it kind of like you know what what sort of approach can you i mean presumably you were able to make us more comfortable although not necessarily eliminating the heel pain um 
you know, yeah, it was, what, it was giving was management doing? management techniques to get her over that period. So, to a certain extent, we might have been using similar techniques than we would have done for the athletes that we're talking mm -hmm. about. So, she is going to do this event, um, and in this case, a, a holiday of a lifetime over the Great Wall of China. I did offer to go with her uh, and be her personal physician. Uh, all expenses paid, obviously, uh, but yeah. she declined that. Um, so, we we trained we trained her um, other half to tape her foot right uh, so we taught her taping techniques um we gave some temporary redistribution type insoles so they weren't necessarily biomechanically the most appropriate but they just took the load off a little bit yeah. we suggested that she swapped footwear about so she wasn't continually putting stress in the same way on the fascia we get we use some of the you know commonly googleable if that's a word uh, techniques that you can you can relieve it so rolling something underneath the arch of the foot some stretches and things like that so they're not necessarily going to fix the problem but they will relieve it a little bit and ultimately that was her main aim but that did also create a credibility and a trust that something could be done about it so she was a much more willing volunteer when she came back excellent was there a happy ending to that story yeah, I think that that was long enough ago that I can say there was a happy ending. Uh, so yeah, it, it, none of these things are going to get better that quickly. But I think she's due in for a, her last review in maybe a few weeks' time. So hopefully that's a, um, uh, that ends up being a happy ending. I like it when the last appointment feels a bit for, a bit like a waste of time when they come in and go, "Yep, it's all fine," and uh, we go, "Yep, it's all fine." See you later. That's uh, that's kind of a nice uh, a nice last appointment. Well. Going to the polar opposite of what you love about treating heel pain then, what do you hate about treating heel pain? You must have some nightmares to do with it. Uh, again, I think it's probably just how many are misdiagnosed, how many people spend years doing what, just because, so if, if a heel pain, if something worked for your heel pain, you're likely to sell that idea to somebody else that it's the right solution to heel pain. Um, so... I think probably the most frustrating thing is when people have, you know, thrown good good money after bad, good time after bad, um, trying to address that that heel pain, and it's not even a plantar fasciitis, you know. So they're 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 doing all the right things, but for the wrong condition. So getting so, that diagnosis is key. Yeah, that's the that would be the, that would probably be the uh, the best thing is working out what is actually wrong with your and then what is the mechanism of injury so that was a real lesson from from the army was mechanism of injury is key Le knowing what the knowing how they did it often will give you a, a good clue as to what they did well i mean we know a lot of people do you know you're talking about googleable things we've just invented the new word um that. <laughs> copyright <laughs> And we also know that you were a fundamental driver in putting together the team that brought about the original Pods Heal Heals campaign that ran in 2019. And you're also one of the key um, drivers of that again this year. So in the light of all the experiences that you've had, uh, both as a clinician and as across the profession with other professionals, Apart from seeing a podiatrist, what would your singular piece of advice be to somebody currently suffering heel pain who's probably Googling it? I would probably say if, if the things that Google offers you don't work or you don't see a change within four to six weeks, then it's time to start trying to work out what that actually is. 
because the most likely thing is you've just injured it and it will get a bit better and the stuff in stuff on Google will help. You know, it's not, it's not on there for no reason. So for most people, they'll probably find that, that that's how it works. But if after six weeks or so, it's not getting any better, it keeps getting worse, you know, or you can make it go away and it comes back again, that's when you really need to be working out what it is. Don't just keep chucking the same stuff at the same problem and don't hope it's not that. You know, the earlier you get it sorted, the sooner it will go. And that, that does it. That's not specifically for plantar fasciitis, but for a, a lot of the musculoskeletal injuries you could have, you know, if you let it get to a more chronic state, it's longer to, to get it better. And your body's also been compensating for it for some time. So you've got to unlearn perhaps those compensations or do work to, to undo those sort of muscle imbalances and things that may have occurred. But for, as a, as, cause I know this is going out to a joint audience of, uh, uh, of sufferers and podiatrists. So I'd probably say for the, for the podiatrist, don't, don't be afraid to give it a go because you, you've got a lot of knowledge to treat that condition and everybody can do the rehab in their clinic. Everybody can give that advice. If you find it's beyond what you think it is um, or if you find it something else, refer to another podiatrist, refer to refer for scans, things like that. So yeah, take, take those referrals and, um, and find out what you think it is. Fantastic. Thanks for joining me today then, Ian, and talking about the Pods Heal Heals 2020 podcast campaign. And let's hope we can help some more people with heel pain recover before they have a six-year journey of discovery of a diagnosis. Lovely. Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. Bye for now. <laughs>